You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Steve. Once again, for Cyber Time Bite, episode 118. 118. My gosh, that's that's a lot of episodes. I can go on about, but that's not what I'm here for today. Um, because, I mean, that is amazing, but still. Um, <clears throat> today, I have someone on who... Who uh, who is uh, doing a podcast? Who or has been doing a podcast with the one and only Joel? When he when he when he's when he's on his off time, he's never really flinchy. <laughs> he he like he likes to go into the outdoors and look at the tree so pretty. <laughs> he. He walk, he walks down the sidewalk and he never and he never stops an inch. <laughs> but maybe he'll go by the lake be, <laughs> before he makes a pinch. <laughs> Gerfner. <laughs> I'm with Grant. <laughs> Hey, what's going on there, Steven? You know, I think uh, Joel Gertner might have been a little less restrained. Uh, <laughs> and his might have been a little more uh, picturesque, but I, I, I love it, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good to be on. Man. Anytime you could be on a show that's that's been running for well over 100 episodes, I think that's something. So it's good to be here with Stephen Clark on Cyber Time Bite, man. How you doing? Hey, man. No, I'm doing fine. Um, it's just... It's just been like, you know, it's amazing that I'm this far, 118 episodes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, man, I, I know. Uh, you know, and I came on board. So I, I uh, just to catch everybody up, I produce the 69-minute eargasm uh, for Joel Gertner, who uh, was a manager slash ring announcer slash color commentator and occasional wrestler uh, for ECW back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and still makes the rounds here and there. And uh, let's see. I came on board for that show about episode nine. Um, and uh, let's see. Who do we have? We had Marty the Moth Martinez on that show and Kamala as well. And now we are on episode 37. So we are quite a ways behind you, Stephen. Hey, no, it's fine. I, no competition. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, I cannot. I, honestly, I'm not going to be like, oh, Joe Gerfner catch up to me because that's like ridiculous. He's more famous than me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I think he's got more more TV appearances than both of us. So, uh, well, I mean, I have done. So, <laughs> I've never been on TV. I never. I, I was but, never in ECW. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was. Um, I was lucky enough to actually get to see ECW live when I was 13 years old. Um, I, it was coming to my hometown and I begged and pleaded with my dad to take me to this ECW show. And and he took me and I had no business being there whatsoever because, you know, well, if you've seen the ECW on TV, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
and uh, and and uh, you know, and I'll, I've I've talked to Joel about this plenty of times that you know, the show's going fine enough, and then out come the Dudleys, being led by Joel Gertner, and he launches into his uh, you know one of his liberty. His uh, his his rhymes were um, a little was were uh, more picturesque um, at the non televised shows and you know so anyways that, that's just kind of how it was but yeah you you'd said you'd asked me something about um, what time ECW came on was that right yeah what what time did it come on in your area yeah and we Joel and I had talked about this before um, it was pretty ECW was pretty popular in my market, the new Orleans market. I live like less than 90 minutes away from new Orleans. And it was actually on like, I think two different stations in the area. Uh, so it wasn't hard to find. Um, it, it would be late at night though, like 10 or 11 at night on a Friday um, until they they got their, their TNN deal. Um, but I, I would usually be able to find it on like a Friday or Saturday night. Well, weren't they still doing hardcore TV when they were doing the TNN stuff still? You know, it might have been um, in syndication still here and there, um, because I guess you could just syndicate your your TV. But but yeah, once it was on TNN though, they actually had like a prime time slot. Uh, from what I remember, it was like eight o'clock at night or something like that on Fridays or or something along those lines. You know, on uh, at least Central Time for me, at least it wasn't quite as late on Fridays when it came on. Um, I remember they did this super weird TNN. Um, I think it became spike, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, it was like, they would do this super weird programming block where they would have, uh, ECW and then roller jam and then like monster trucks or something like that. So, um, it was, uh, pretty much all the, the crazy weird action you could get on a Friday night. Well, if we're if we're gonna be technical here, how it went, it was TNN and then the new TNN. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> and right. Then, yeah, and then and then Spike and then the Paramount Network. <laughs> oh okay, yeah, yeah, it is the Paramount. You're right about that. Yeah, I I totally forgot. It shows how much I know about um you know cable TV broadcast television. Well, the well, the thing is, is, I went to school for broadcasting, so I feel like oh, I yes, should, you would know. Yeah, of course. I feel like I would know. I should know this. Yeah, the history of of uh, Spike TV. Yeah, so I mean, like, I mean, I went to broadcast, like, so yeah, obviously, like I said, I've been to broadcasting school. I did that, did that whole ordeal, did all that. You know, that was fun to do. Well, that's cool. I mean, yeah, that's great. I um went to school for theater there's not really a lot of a market for that um i do it now during the day so shows you how much use i'm getting out of my schooling for theater of course i did uh I, well i did theater the tech side of theater so you know lighting and audio things like that do you work for mikey whipwreck because he's an it guy and i'm pretty sure you work for his for for him and his it staff or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that would be really funny if i worked for mikey whipwreck uh no i i don't uh we follow each other on twitter that's about it um we're, we're looking at a different place he, we, we had mikey whipwreck on the 69 minute eargasm one time it was a, it was a really great episode it was really funny he's a funny guy yeah i'm man that 
Now he said that he would come on this podcast. Like he said that he said, "Yeah, sure," but we know he never followed up. <laughs> I would hit him back, man. You got to, you got to, um, you got. So, you know, one thing I've learned about you know podcasting with guests uh, like that is sometimes you you know it's easy for them to for, for things to fall off their radar. You know, um, whenever they have podcasts of their own and they're making conventions and you know making the occasional shot uh wrestling and stuff like that it's been uh it's been tough there's a there's a name i don't want to name drop but there's someone that i joel and i have been working on or i've been working on mostly uh to get on our show for probably like three or four months um it's just you know has not worked out as of yet oh don't worry man you don't have to say it i will jeff jarrett no, <laughs> I would, you know, dude. I we would totally, I would totally, I would love to have Jeff Jarrett on our show. Of course, he works for the machine now, so they're not going to let him be on the show. We've talked all about, you know, who we could have on, and uh, people working for WWE that kind of, you know, they're they're not really allowed to do much of anything. We had Leva Bates on uh, from AEW, and um, we we had to go through a whole process to get her on as well. We had to get approval from the AEW offices to have her on the show. Man, is that is that me? If I want to have like so, like John Moxley on my show, I gotta talk to like Cody and then Tony Khan and all those guys just to get him. Well, uh, uh, you wouldn't have to go straight to the top, but they have like an office, like a like a I don't know if it's like a PR office or a, a publications office or something like that. Uh, they had to go through, but but yeah, we had to get approval for it because joel knew leva bates personally uh so he reached out to her and she was like ah i've got to get permission from these people first and then you know they had to be privy to everything that was said in the interview before it 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 went on the air and all that stuff so yeah it's um they've got uh they know what they're doing that's what i'm gonna say i mean i mean like when you're when you're joel freaking gerfner i mean like i mean like they they got it's got to be easy for you to do something like that. This the talking into having someone like someone famous like that on a show like yours because you know Joel is known for you know his ECW stuff and a lot and everyone pretty much in wrestling knows ECW so I'm pretty sure it was easy for him to go for that whole process. Yeah, I mean he's got most of the connections. Um to get people on the show mm-hmm. um it, it's just kind of uh every now and then uh, i'll know somebody i can get them on the show like we've had uh well we had a former uh tna not tna Ooh, wow i'm going way off the rails here we had former ring of honor world tv champion shane taylor on uh and shane is, is a friend of mine and i had him on the show we i was able to ask him to be on the show stuff like that and I've, I've been able to get line up a couple things here and there uh but for the most part man joel's got all the connections you know what i mean i don't yeah i'm not reaching out to um to mike whipwreck to have him on i'm not reaching out to disco inferno um to have him on the show you know yeah i mean Which like, we had to, that, that's our most popular episode ever disco inferno oh yeah i i hear a lot i mean i like I like his WCW work, but like I hear a lot of stuff about him today and how he's not well received today. Yeah, well, I I, I think he's very uh, he's very outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't cut corners. He he lets you know what he thinks, and I think that rubs people the wrong way, you know. And I I don't agree with him on everything, um, but I I see what he's doing. I I get it, you know. I'm I'll just say that I get it. Yeah, 
Yeah. But uh, another one we had that was popular was Elijah Burke. Uh, that's also been a really popular episode for us, too. So um, you, you never know what's going to turn up whenever you're doing a show. As you may know, after doing 118 episodes, Stephen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, Elijah Burke, not an ECW original, but part of the new ECW, the one that sucked. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now he's in NWA, tearing it up, man. He's uh, he does good work, and you see, he's got a charity, um, over there in his hometown. I think he's in Georgia, uh, right now as well. You know, feed, taking uh, trying to feed homeless people and whatnot. So he he does good work. Yeah, that, that's really that's really cool. Yeah. So so I got so I gotta ask, you know, hanging around with Gerfner for this long, uh, do you, do you have any? limerick poems that you made yourself <laughs> dude uh no and, and, you know you would think that i would but i have learned to just leave the all of that to joel you know what i mean like he's the um he's the wordsmith right yeah i'm just the guy that sits in the booth have you ever watched fraser i i i i bet I, I did i mean as long as that's been around i i'm pretty sure i've seen bits and pieces of it but yeah when you'd see fraser on his show and he'd be doing his radio show and then fraser would be behind the microphone and then on the other side of the glass was uh rosalyn his producer that's me i'm i'm Roz to his dr fraser crane <laughs> it'd be it'd be funny to be able to see the see that go down <laughs> yeah that's a good idea i think what you should do what i should do now you've inspired me i'm gonna write one down one day and I'm just—I'm not even going to tell him. I'm going to hit record whenever we go to record an episode, and then I'm just going to spring it on him and not let him know what's going to happen. Yeah, if you do it, like, like, uh, you should, you should, to me, just like, like, you should be like, like, this was for you, man, or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just send it right out. I'll, I'll dedicate that one to Stephen Clark on Cyber Time, but I. I mean, I, I mean to be to be honest with you, it'd be really cool to have Joel on this podcast. That'd be that'd be pretty awesome. I'm not yeah, gonna... I, you know what? Hey, you know, I, I could always uh, I could always mention it to him. You know, it's um, one thing I, I I have a hard time getting him on the phone sometimes to to get uh, an episode recorded, um, just because he's a busy guy. Mostly because, and he's pretty upfront about this. You know, working with um, the elections office in New York. Um, and it's an election year, which means he's been, uh, pretty busy during the day. You know, he's, he's doing his civic duty, you know? I mean, what, what does he do outside the podcast? Like, what's his thing? Like, what does he do? Oh, you know, this and that, um, again, and working for the elections offices and doing conventions. Well, not, not right now, obviously we're in the middle of a, a pandemic. Of course he's done some, um, uh, some like online ones, uh, for fight TV um let's see he did some uh he's done some producer work for uh you know the Starcast conventions mm -hmm. um things like that and, you know and then making the occasional shot as a as a ring announcer for for wrestling shows and stuff like that you know among other things i'm sure what um where are, where are election offices for everyone who doesn't know who's listening <laughs> uh what well, I, mean, I mean you know just sort of the people who um help organize uh, I don't know how much, what exactly his role is per se, but I know that on election days he has to be there at the polls, helping people, you know, check in. You know, you go to the table and you give them your ID or uh, give them your name or whatever, um, that sort of thing. 
um it's told me in the past sometimes they they he has to he's assigned to people that like you know the older people that might need help uh-huh. that sort of thing oh so oh so so he's the so he's so he's the guy who has to check people's IDs before they vote. Yeah, yeah. Long and short of it, I'm sure there's a lot more to it than what I just explained to you there. You know, I don't really know. Unfortunately, that's just one of the things he does. Um, that we he and I have talked about. He's talked about it on the podcast before, as a matter of fact, um, and on Twitter and whatnot too. It'd be it would be funny if one of the IDs he see no no. Uh, how do I say this? So like, so like, it'd be funny. Like, you know, he doesn't even expect this to come, but but like, it would be funny. Like he he's just doing his job, like regular. Like you know, he's not being in character or nothing. He's just being himself, doing his job. But then all of a sudden, he, someone walks in and their ID says, "I don't know if this is a real name." It'd be funny if it said Seymour Seymour Butts. <laughs> right, right. It's got to be a real name, or he just cut a uh, he just cuts a promo on him right there. You know, I you know where I thought you were gonna go with that. You, I thought you'd be like, you know, he's got his head down, and he's at the table, and someone passes him an ID, and he looks at it, and he realizes the ID says Tommy Dreamer, and then he looks up, and he just gets clotheslined, um, right there at the in front of the all of the booths, right? Tom, oh, Tommy Dreamer, yeah, I met him. I met him uh, in what was it, February of this year. I met I met the. C2E2 convention we have here in Chicago, and he actually recorded a uh, a listen to listen to my podcast thing, and I edited it, edited edited it into my 100th episode. Oh, nice! Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah, he's uh, I've only yeah again I've only met him in passing here and there, you know, just kind of a hey, how you doing? Yeah, uh, but he's always been a super nice guy to me. I'm sure he wouldn't remember me, but he's always been very nice. How would he not remember you? You do a podcast with an ECW original. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not the same. I mean, you know, it's not like everybody um, like y- y- you work with people like you're really friends with people and some people you're just co-workers with. I mean, I- I'm not going to speak to Joel and-, and Tommy's relationship. I don't know. You know, I don't, again, yeah. I-, I try not to ask him about all that stuff, but I I, I never met him with Joel there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've just met him at different events um, real quick. But again, always been nice. Always been a nice guy to me. So I know I know we've been talking about your co-host for a long time, but we're talking about you now. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm down to talk about whatever. Yeah. So, so before you joined on his podcast, like what? Like, what? Let's talk about the podcast real quickly uh, before me. Yeah. So before you joined, you said you joined in episode eight, right? Yeah, uh, episode nine, I think, was my 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 start on the show. Episode nine. Yeah. Then who was on episode eight seven six five four three two one? Uh, a guy by the name of uh, Joseph Feeney, um, who is actually Conrad Thompson's producer uh, and produces Keeping It One Hundred with Conan as well. Um, and and so basically, as you can imagine, he has a lot on his plate. In addition to taking over Joel's show, and that really was just that was the long and short part of it. Is just he just had way too many other. Uh, things to work on before he took on Joel Joel's show and maybe took on a little bit too much and so that's whenever I came in. So how 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 is it? No, how was that process like? Was it was it like oh we need to find a new guy? Oh I know this guy and then you're like oh oh what's his name? Oh his name is Grant. <laughs> right, kind of. I mean, so here so here's the deal. Um, so yeah, so I live in Louisiana and Joel lives in in, in Brooklyn, New York, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a pretty big gap there. Uh, but 
quite some time ago, maybe about, man, I think six years ago, um, I started, so I had a friend who used to write for a wrestling website mm-hmm. called WrestleChat.net, which is not around anymore, but their Twitter account is still very active, WrestleChat, at WrestleChatNet. You should check them out. Yeah. And uh, he used to cover shows, local shows, wrestling shows in the area, uh, particularly for a promotion called Wildcat Sports and Entertainment. Um, they've got some pretty cool stuff on YouTube. It's Wildcat with a K. Um, there's a match on there with uh, Rhett Titus from Ring of Honor and uh, their guy, Jay Spade. That's pretty good. I, I recommend checking it, uh, checking that out on YouTube there. So anyway, so when so my friend moved away. Uh, who was covering it. So I said, well, well, to hell with it. I will take, I'll take over. I'll do this. I'll cover these shows. Uh, so I started doing that and uh, got to know a lot of the, the, the guys around there um, from covering those shows. Uh, Russell chat is no more, but I, I, it, whenever Russell chat uh, closed up shop, I was able to move over to, to pro wrestling in PW insider um, under Mike Johnson. Shout out to Mike Johnson. So, um, it, it, so somewhere in that whole process, you know, Joel had come in a couple of times. I met Joel th- through there. Um, and also, so another thing, another passion of mine is trivia. I've been hosting trivia nights for the, uh, going on 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, so I, I did a trivia podcast called it's trivial, which was like a live game show. Uh, so we'd get up in front of a live crowd and I, I would record like a month's worth of episodes in a night. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I did it for, I, I meant to do it, wanted to do it in seasons. I only did one season. It was kind of a, 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 it took up a lot of my time, a lot of my time, as you can imagine, trying to organize a live show and produce a podcast on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically because I knew Joel and because he knew I was producing a podcast, that's kind of where that all came about. You know, I cut my teeth in the podcast game on my show. It's trivial. And uh, which is isn't out there anymore, but I have all the episodes. I need to just re-release them on like YouTube or something. Because because um, I got because I got an idea. If you're down for it, yeah. So so you know I have Cyber Time, but you know my podcast and yeah yeah. And I have this thing. I have this thing called the Cyber Time Bite Network, which is uh-huh. which is the side thing I do, and it's a um basically. The Cyber Time Bite Network is a bunch of art podcasts that I, that I, that it's not, they're not all, I'm not part of all of them. I mean, I only got one so far that that's running consistently that I'm on, but like I open it up to people like who want to do a podcast and if they want a home for it, I make, I help them like, I help them make a home for it. And, Uh and, um, there's actually two podcasts. The one is pre-dead. It only has two episodes, and the other one I do is like almost 19 episodes deep. But um, but I, I want to ask if you want to re-release. It's trivial, and maybe make new ones if you want. Um, under the Cyber Time Byte Network. Uh, um, if you want to do that, I'm I'm happy to bring you aboard. I'll. Yeah, sounds rad. I mean, I'd love to 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 put that first season back out there. Um, I think that was like 2018 that I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I don't know if I so so one thing. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do another season because I have actually discovered Twitch streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's pretty amateurish right now, but 
Um, so my local trivia brand, when I go into a, like a, a bar or a restaurant or um, a book a private party or something like that, it's called For the Win Trivia. Uh, and because of the COVID-19 pandemic, I, I can't do that. Uh, so to kind of give people a little, a little taste of normalcy from around here. I started just, I was like, well, you know what? I'll just stream trivia games on Twitch, you know? And that way anybody, all of my regulars who used to come out um, to those trivia nights, we can still play. Uh, so, but I, I kind of just, I'm leaving it open for whoever wants to play. It's on Twitch. So if you want to play, you can play. It's just twitch.tv slash for the win trivia. I've got like a purple logo with green writing and a, a crown on there. Um, super, super legit, super professional logo. <laughs> I mean, it is professional, but, um, it's maybe not the greatest thing, but anyway, so, so I've been having a lot of fun doing that. And I've been kind of thinking about once all that wraps up, maybe still doing trivia streams every now and then, but like, um, you know, so maybe it's trivial style, like, uh, through that Twitch channel, or I'll do like special theme games or whatever. Like some people, I get one that one that gets thrown at me a lot is SpongeBob. People really want to play SpongeBob trivia, um, yeah. which I'm down to write. But I can tell you right now, for with someone who has ten years of experience writing trivia games, um, getting like an hour's worth of content out of SpongeBob trivia might be a challenge. Um, but I could probably we could we could probably make it work, you know. But anyways, yeah, I do that every Wednesday night. Uh, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, um, which is like in the last half hour of AEW. So you might have to, if you're watching AEW live, you might have to just play trivia on your phone for that half hour or something. So, Yeah, because, no, because I, I just threw it out there because because I can, because if we're on air, but I don't care, I, I can tell you this yeah, anyway. I don't care. But but no, um, what, what I would do to help uh, my part of it is that, is that uh, I don't know if you you probably have a Facebook page for this for this podcast or something already, right? Uh, yeah, I, you know I, I deactivated it whenever I stopped the show, but it seems like it's still out there. So I don't I don't know uh, if you can find it or not. So if, if you so if it so if that's gone or whatever, I can we can we we can make you a new one, and then I can just add the Cyber Time by Network logo, which is basically the podcast. The Cyber Time Bite logo, but it has the yeah. network under it, and we could just put that. We can put that like in your banner uh, of your of your page uh, under under like the the logo of the podcast of your podcast. Um, and then and then and then I'll edit, and then and then I can take your episodes and edit in the you're you're now listening like like you're listening to like like. I, I made this Cyber Time by Network intro thing for the beginning of every Cyber Time by Network podcast, yeah. and so I'll just add that in into the beginning, and then and then I'll upload to YouTube under the Cyber Time by Network YouTube page, and then people can listen to that bi-weekly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's worth thinking about. I'm still still trying to think about what I want to do with them all, but I mean, I've got them all, and I'm just sitting on them, so I may as well try to find a way to to do it i mean you know podcasting's cool like that you can take all that stuff and just put it back out whenever you want to wherever you want to yeah so so yeah if you're if you're down for that my offer's on the table so if you're 
Yeah, man, much appreciated. Uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about it. We'll have to think about it. I'm not, again, I'm not 100% sure what I want to do with him just yet, you know, but that sounds like a pretty promising offer. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. So, so like, uh, what, what are, mem- what are your other wrestling memories as a kid? I mean, obviously ECW, obviously, but other than right. that. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I kind of became somewhat interested in it, uh, as a kid pretty early on. Um, uh, uh, Jake, I liked Jake the snake a lot as a kid, uh, which was weird because I was normally into the good guys, but Jake, the snake Roberts, he had, he had a snake, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you're a little boy, you're like, Oh man, he's, this guy's got a snake. That's rad. Um, and I kind of checked in and out of it, you know, uh, throughout my childhood. And then really it wasn't until after like the rise of stone cold, Steve Austin. And I think my most vivid early memory of watching wrestling was the night that, um, Steve Austin took Vince McMahon hostage and I was just hooked at that point in time. I mean, that was that was it for me. Yeah, when when Austin when Austin when Austin hit McMahon right there in in the garden. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Kind of like around the ruthless aggression era, I kind of just sort of lost interest, and in, I came in and out of it, you know. But I wasn't, I didn't really watch TV in general, you know, at that point in time. Uh, so now at this point in my life, I'm 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 catching back up on it, and I've got a a daughter now who's three. And, uh, you know, so she and I will watch wrestling together from time to time. And um, it, it's pretty cool to share that with her. I mean, like, are you letting your kids watch wrestling? If you're, I mean, are you okay with your, with your kid watching wrestling at three years old? Oh, totally. Yeah, I've, I've taken her to live uh, independent wrestling shows. Um, but the thing about it is I've, I've, pretty, I've been pretty upfront with her. I mean, the thing about kids is they – they understand a lot more at a younger age than what I think a lot of people realize, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and they're smarter than what a lot of people give them credit for. And they remember a lot more. Uh, so I, I've been, I, I hate to ruin the illusion, but I've been pretty upfront with her that it's not a real fight, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I've explained to her that it's just, it's just, um, it's just a, a thing they're putting on. Like you watch a TV show, you know, um, and that's, but you still have to be careful because you can get really hurt, you know. But I, I think it's important to kind of to like wrestle around with your kids anyway. Um, I, I think it's important just to kind of like roughhouse with your kids. I think that's a pretty good bonding experience. And so what she'll like do, uh, I showed her like some Eddie Guerrero, and so now she'll do like a frog splash on me, uh, and she thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and and she and she likes to go to the to the independent shows and, and give all the wrestlers high fives at the end of the, sh- the show. She gets a high off of that. So it's a lot of fun. It, it's gotten to the point now where if she doesn't come to a show with me, there's wrestlers looking at me like, um, Hey, where's the baby? <laughs> like, get, like these huge men get mad at me for not bringing my kid with me. I mean, like, but I mean, like, I mean, I get that. But the thing is, is that I'm worried that, like, well, Maybe this is just me and how I was raised or whatever. But like I personally I didn't start watching it until very late two thousand nine. And that yeah. and that was when I was a freshman in high school. Uh-huh. But but like aren't you but like for me, like, you know, I, I, I know like a lot of my wrestling friends who are like around my age, they were watching like back in the attitude era and they were and like, you know, they were small and whatever and 
you know, they were allowed to watch it because their parents let them watch it. But, but, um, what, what do you think about, like, but what's your thoughts on, like, what's, uh, let's just take the whole thing in general of, like, your kid growing up and, like, becoming, like, a violent person because of all the wrestling they watched and they, and they think it's all right, the, the, you know, they think it's like the fighting's all right in public because they saw it on television. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't really think that's much of a of a factor in anyone's upbringing. You know what I mean? I th- I think it's really more about just um, learning how to to teach your kids what's right and what's wrong, regardless of what they see on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same argument with video games. You know what I mean? Uh, that video games make people violent. Yeah, it's it's such a such a weird thing. There's no real correlation there, you know? Yeah. Um, and plus, I mean, we're not in, it's not, well, it, it's not the attitude era anymore. Um, I mean, sure there, it has its moments where it's a little more risque, we'll say. Um, uh, but that's not what it is. And granted you're, you're there, there's, it's a simulated fight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sees violence, but at the same time, we also put our kids in martial arts classes from very young ages too. Um, and that doesn't make kids violence. So, what, what uh, how much of a difference could that be you know yeah i mean i mean i mean i mean just on my personal just from my personal experience of what happened to me that i i wasn't allowed to watch it at a young age because they because my parents were afraid that i was gonna like copy copy everything that they were doing on television i was gonna think it's gonna be okay to do that in public you know yeah and i i totally get that i totally get what um people were thinking about that and that's kind of you know that's that's what the media told people for so long uh that if you watch something violent or you play violent video games and you're going to turn out to be a violent person and now these days uh in the year 2020 we know that isn't necessarily the case i mean there have been studies on this sort of thing uh and we know that's not the case so i mean there i'm not saying that anything and everything is appropriate for a small child right yeah um but it's on if it's something that's deemed appropriate for cable television uh before 10 o'clock at night uh it can't be that terrible either that's true i mean have have you have you watched ecw if you're a kid no we uh, that that is one thing we have not watched is ecw uh we mostly watch the current stuff with her i've shown her some of the older stuff just because she's um you know so she can see like the undertaker um so she can see some of these kind of larger than life characters that that i grew up with uh but that's really about it how about uh i'm get no i'm guessing you own the network right oh yeah 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 i i've got a network subscription because because i i feel it the people who do it that don't have network subscriptions, I don't know why they wouldn't. Because, like, ECW, WCW, and all... WIE, ECW, and WCW, all their stuff is on there. Like, everything, pretty much. Yeah, there's so much stuff on there. And there's a lot of really good, just, like, old stuff on there from, like, the mid to late 80s. There's a... Oh, my gosh. If you go back and watch any of that stuff, man, it is... Um, it, it's crazy, the difference in the product. And it's it's just it holds up and it's, it's so good. I mean, yeah, there was an era of WWF uh, when it was called the WWF where they were, it was very uh, cartoonish. Um, but man, that late to mid eighties stuff, that that's, uh, that's really good stuff right there. You know, when you go back and watch WrestleMania three and um, you see 
Hogan versus Andre. And you have this, this moment where they both sort of get up in each other's face, like the bell rings and they're in each other's face. And you see this look of intensity on both their faces and Hogan's mouthing something at Andre and you don't know what it is. And then he just starts laying into him with the right hands and the crowd just loses their minds. You know what I mean? There's something, uh, something magic about that. Yeah. I mean, it all happened at the Superdome. I mean, the Silverdome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that uh, faux pas Hogan made at the, um, at the first WrestleMania in the Superdome. Uh, uh, and they came back a couple years later. Oh, you're talking about, what are you talking about that thing that he did at WrestleMania 30, that thing? Yeah, 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 where he called the Superdome the Silverdome, uh, which is which is where WrestleMania 3 took place was in the Silverdome, not the Superdome. Yeah, I mean, like, the the Superdome, now, do you hear that the Super that the, now I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, see, it's easy to do, right? Yeah, the, the Silverdome is demolished now. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is they they tried to implode it, and they set off a round of explosions, and it didn't fall down. And they had to go back in and do it all over again. Well, I mean that just that just tells how well built how well built the building was. Yeah, look, everybody said after that that uh, first round of explosions went off, there a lot of people were saying, "Well, look, the whole building stayed standing whenever Hogan body slammed Andre." Um, so of course some explosions around the perimeter there wouldn't topple the thing. <laughs> uh, the, do, do you, do you actually really think that if, if the building wasn't as sturdy as it is, like if, it, if it would have fell down with that first round of explosions, if back in the day that Hogan slammed Andre, the building would, would receive some repercussions from, from the, from just the pop that got. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, dude. It, it, you know, it probably did shake uh, just from the applause, right? Uh, that was back in the day. Uh, those wrestling rings where they used to have the giant spring under the uh, the W is. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard about that? About what? So back in the old days, in the 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 WWF ring, up until like the I don't know late nineties, had a giant spring under it mm-hmm. and uh it wasn't but the thing about the spring was it wasn't there to soften the blow whenever wrestlers would fall on it it was because everybody back then it, you know you had guys like andre the giant and king kong bundy and earthquake in there so the spring was actually there just to reinforce the ring and so the spring actually made it worse for them to take bumps in that ring it was actually harder on their bodies to take bumps in that ring and they didn't change it. They didn't get rid of the spring until Vince McMahon himself started wrestling matches uh, in the mid to late nineties and started taking bumps in there and he realized how brutal it was. And then they got rid of the spring. Well, I, well, I guess I made it easy for the big show and Brock Lesnar. I think it was big show and Brock Lesnar that to do the a ring collapsing thing then. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Wouldn't have happened if they, if they were still using that thing in there, but um, you know, I, a lot of people think, um, the bumps are, uh, you fall on some kind of a soft, like mattress, like thing. It's not dude. It, um, it hurts. Bumping hurts. I, 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 I've never done it myself because I, I know better. I actually, if you know, Brian Zane from YouTube, he, he used to be a wrestler and he told me the stories about taking a bump and it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to, I mean, if you look at what a wrestling ring is made out of, Mm-hmm. There's like a, a padding there 
like a foam pad, like a mattress topper type padding almost. But that's really there so that you don't scrape yourself up and break every bone in your body whenever you fall on it. It's just plywood under there, around or two by fours uh, underneath there, around a um, you know, a metal truss system on the outside. I mean, a, a wrestling ring is mostly made out of metal and wood, uh, and these guys and, and and gals go out there and, and throw themselves down on it night after night. It's um, it, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. Have you ever had wrestler dreams like I did back in high school? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. When I was uh, a kid, maybe not in high school, but when I was younger, I thought that that would be awesome, especially because, you know, uh, Taz was actually a guy who made me think, like, oh, dude, I could be a wrestler because of the fact that, you know, I wasn't the tallest kid and I, I was maybe a little rounder and Taz was this sort of uh, not quite as tall, thicker guy. Of course, he was all muscle, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he would go out there and just throw people on their head. Um it was crazy, um, but of course that also comes from his his legit judo background too. Yeah, because no, I mean to tell you, when I was in high school, um, cause I cause I'm from Illinois, and I um, and you know you know like Illinois is like, or Chicago is just say Chicago, Chicagoland area, um, mm-hmm. where where I'm from, uh, you know she. Wrestling's really big here, obviously. We're a big wrestling town. Yeah, yeah. Chicago is uh, traditionally a, a very good town for wrestling. And um, when I was in high school, I uh, I almost joined the wrestling team at my high school. And if that went well, I would actually, I would actually, where I would actually, you know. We're it's gonna think like, oh, I can make it to Dota E. I can become the champion, you know? Right. And I, I, I legit follow this, but obviously I would want, I would want to be the ECW champion even more. But at the time, that was a no break. That was not gonna happen because ECW was dead in the water by that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but that, but that wouldn't have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard. Uh, uh, do you know who Bruce Pritchard is? Oh yeah, Bruce. Okay, Pritchard, yeah. Brother Love. I've heard Bruce Pritchard say everybody in the in the wrestling business should have at some point in time thought they were going to be the world heavyweight champion, or else they don't belong in wrestling. Like, so you know, at, at some point in their life or another. Why have you have you had that thought? Of course, I mean, yeah, dude. Why would you? Why would you ever think that uh, you'd want to be a wrestling champion if you didn't want to be world heavyweight champ of some company, right? Of some major uh, company. No, my my dreams were like it would have been cool if I, I became like the ECW champion or even the WCW Hardcore champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. WCW Hardcore champion specifically. Yeah, because because like that belt never got enough love, and I would have gave that belt so much praise. <laughs> I'm, yeah, that is true. They didn't really. They just kind of used that as, as a throwaway in WCW, which was um, that was a bummer, man. It, it really was a bummer. Um, I I, felt it, I don't think the belt is exactly how I uh, how am I say on on eBay. I found the belt, but I don't think it's exactly how it looked back in the day because I can't I can't find the exact WCW Hardcore Championship on anything online. But I found it on eBay and I. I don't think it's exactly how it was, but it's pretty darn close. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty short-lived title, so you know who would know. You know, if you got one that's not exactly the same, who would know? 
Well, I mean, like yeah, that, that one had the uh, had the barbed wire design on it. Is that right? Yeah, it had the WCW. Yeah. had the 2000 WCW logo on the front, and it, and it had a shared planet wrapped in barbed wire on it. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the worst WCW logo ever. I think that weird. Uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, some kind of a weird exploding star or something like that. It was, it was pretty bad. I like I like that logo. Really? I don't, I don't oh man, I, I love the the old school big block letters. You know. I mean, I have no problem with the with the. I don't have I don't have a problem with the old WCW logo from like the from like the block lettering. But that but but at least with that two thousands logo, they put some uniqueness to it. Yeah, I guess you know they felt like they needed to update it some because uh, they just they'd had those block letters for so long since the the uh, I guess late eighties. Um, after so ever since Ted Turner bought had bought WCW. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I I really like it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, teach his own. Look, I, I, I'm not gonna. No, yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I can't knock you for having your own opinion. I mean, you know, it's not hurting anybody, right? Yeah. No, no. Do you know what's funny though? What I figured out um, is that no. I'm, I'll get. I'll ask. I, I want to ask you this very quick question, but first I want to tell you this: is that actually yeah. it's funny, and I can't believe this even happened. But what was this like? Two years ago on WWEShop.com, they released a WCW shirt, which was, and they released the the Halloween Havoc logo around Halloween time for uh, for you to buy. And they and on the shirt they actually had the two thousands WCW logo on the shirt on WWEShop.com. I was like, how is this even happening right now? This is. A, <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Uh, you know, well, it, it makes sense, I guess. I mean, because they own it, right? They bought it in 2001 uh, and haven't done a lot with it, so may as well try to cash in on some merchandise every now and then. Yeah, because everything I see WCW related on WWE Shop, they're using the, the old blocky letters. That's the only thing I've seen on there that they use that, that logo on. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, that's um, that was the the logo through most of its run, so it would make sense that if they were going to put anything put a WCW logo on it that the block letters would be the thing they would use most often. But, um, you know, it, it also makes sense that they would use that other logo. I mean, again, they, they paid for it at some point in time, so may as well use it. Yeah. So, so what I want to ask you is that were you a WCW guy? Yeah, I was, um, I was always more WWF, uh, now WWE back in the day, but I did watch, WCW um what was it let's see Nitro would come on like an hour before uh Monday Night Raw and then it was three hours at one point in time so it would come on an hour before Raw and then run until Raw ended so I would watch the first hour of Nitro and then I would switch over to Monday Night Raw and then when Monday Night Raw was in commercials I would switch over to Nitro and watch that um, but I would always try to make sure that I was back on Monday Night Raw when it was back in commercials. So I tried to keep up with what was going on in WCW, um, but I, I didn't want to miss what was happening in the WWF, um, which was hard to do whenever they launched SmackDown uh, because SmackDown was launched on UPN and UPN was not available everywhere, including where I was located on uh, on basic cable. So uh, that's another weird thing that Joel and I have talked about is that how when SmackDown WWF's B show, the WWE second show 
I couldn't find that show on TV, but I had no problem watching ECW. Well, because ECW wasn't on major t- television. That was on syndicated. Yeah, it was just syndicated, yeah. So it was just a, a weird phenomenon that I, I could see this, you know, smaller promotion based out of the Northeast, but couldn't see the, the WWE. Well, I mean, well, I mean, like you were able to watch Raw and Nitro, though. Yeah, I could watch Raw and Nitro and I could watch Sunday Night Heat, um, but but not SmackDown. I mean, like but when you were able, when you finally got to watch SmackDown, how did that feel? Uh, pretty good. I mean, again, by the time that SmackDown moved to a network that I, I got, um, I wasn't watching as much TV anymore. So I really didn't start watching SmackDown on a consistent basis until it was on, um, I guess on, until it was on sci-fi. It was on sci-fi a minute there, wasn't there? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was on sci-fi for, they, they did, they did like a sci-fi thing for like a very short time, but yeah. 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 So, um. Yeah, not until the until probably really around like I, I started watching more often around 2014 again uh, after falling out of it. Of course, now I can't. There's so much wrestling out there now. You know, it'd be like trying to watch every single MLB game that airs every week uh, again. Not right now, but in a, in a normal season or every single NBA game, it'd be really hard to do. What? Um, yeah, I mean that's true. I mean, are you a, are you a fan of uh, are you? Well, obviously, since you're an ECW guy, you're a Flyers fan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, I can't say, can't say I'm a big uh, a big hockey hockey guy. Sorry, it looks like I'm clipping here on my board whenever I laugh. I'm I'm gonna try to cut that out for you here. Um, no, man, I'm uh, well, I'm from I'm from South Louisiana. I live here in South Louisiana, so uh, I'm a Saints fan, I'm an LSU Tigers fan, uh, occasionally an Astros fan. Um. But that's really about it. It was the Braves for a while there. You know, the Braves were really huge in this area for a while, but not quite as much anymore. Yeah, I just, no, I just thought, like, you know, ECW, the Flyers, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would make sense if I were, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, I'm not, no. You know, what's funny is Joel is actually a uh, big Jacksonville Jaguars fan, uh, and then the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars launched his own wrestling promotion, so... Um, that, uh, and he was a fan of them before, before that happened. So that was really funny. So, um, what have, have you and Joel talked about his appearance at the one night stand pay-per-view and the new, in the crappy ECW and what, what were your guys' thoughts on that? Because we haven't talked a lot about it in general. Um, I guess we should, other than he told me that, uh, the catering was amazing. Uh, he said the cereal selection was um, beyond compare. What, Which one? you wouldn't expect there to be a lot of cereal at WWE's um, catering, but uh, lo and behold, that's what was uh, that was what was there. At, at the at the one night stand he was at. Yeah, at the at the one night stand. Yeah, yeah, that was something we've. Uh, what's funny is we had PC. Do you know who PCO is? PCO. Yeah. Never heard that name. Well, okay. So PCO um, is, is a guy who wrestles for Ring of Honor Wrestling right now. He's their recent uh, – he's recently was one of their, their world champion. And um, basically he won the world title at you know after the age of 50. Uh, and that was his first world title. 
And he plays this sort of uh, Frankenstein's monster kind of character. But back in the day, for the WWF, he was one of the Quebecers. I don't know if you remember the Quebecers tag team. I remember. Yeah, I, I heard but, of uh, Jacques Rougeau uh, was his tag team partner in PCO. Mm-hmm. Um, was uh, Quebecer Pierre. And, um, and then they turned him into the pirate, um, John Lafitte. Who was billed from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is my hometown, and because he's French Canadian? How'd that feel? Uh, pretty cool. I mean, it, it's nice to be represented whenever you live in a town like mine. Of course, Baton Rouge is also a town that has a lot of wrestling history, uh, because Mid South wrestling back in the day used to be um, it, it, Baton Rouge used to be the hub, the center point for all of Mid South wrestling's loop. Um, but anyways, yeah, so. And he worked for WCW, a little bit of ECW, whatever. But Joel asked him. We had him on two episodes. We did a part one and a part two. He was uh, he actually per- participated in the the brawl for all um, for the WWF. And uh, we asked him about the differences between the companies, and that was like the first thing he said was the catering <laughs> in WWE. It was like you could have pretty much like whatever whatever you wanted to drink or whatever. It was all there. So, so you can you can go from having a Coke to a Pepsi to a to something you never even had before. Yeah, yeah. That was about it, and that's something that you hear you hear about from time to time. Is people uh, when they if they have any words of praise for the WWE, it's it's about the catering. So is that is that the is that the only, is that the only memory he has from 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 that from his one night stand appearance is the catering, nothing else. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I, I mean, we've talked about that was like the first and only time he'd ever met Vince McMahon. But I don't I, I mean, that was really uh, we've never really gotten into it. Now that you mentioned that, I'm going to have to go ahead and pick his brain about it on our, on our next episode on our uh, true episode number 37, which is about to come out uh, later this week. Um, because, because, yeah, because no, it'd be funny if you if, if you if there. No, it'd be funny if there's like one one day I I'm able to come on your podcast and guest appear on it. We could just like talk about you know the one night stand pay per views and like the crappy ECW. I think that would be fun if you're. If I'm you gonna got... I'm gonna I'm gonna needle him about it soon. Now that you mentioned it, you know what I mean. Um, of course, I mean he wasn't wasn't there for the WWE ECW, um, but but still, uh, I digress. Yeah, where I and but the reason why I said the true episode thirty seven is because we actually released. I, have you been paying attention to wrestling Twitter lately? Like what of all wrestling Twitter? Yeah, just just what's going on in wrestling on on uh, social media recently. A little, I mean, with work and stuff. I'm with my work and job and all that stuff. But I've yeah, it's been pretty busy. But yeah, I've been keeping up. Well, yeah, I'll catch you up here. So anybody who out there who's listening who's not familiar or, or what have you, but um, so last week we released episode thirty-seven of our show on Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday afternoon. And our guest on that episode was Joey Ryan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that, who, that. Who's I, not familiar with Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan's the guy who, who did the Dick flip. Um, feel free to edit that out if you want to, but that's just, that's the name of the move. Uh, you've probably seen it. It went viral. Yeah. I heard on the internet a few years ago. Well, it turns out that, uh, well, all of a sudden a lot of people bought, uh, last week in the wrestling communities, started being outed as being uh, predators, sexual predators, um, either towards women who just didn't want it or women who are underage or whatever. So 
we released the episode Tuesday afternoon. And then by Wednesday night, Joey Ryan, a lot of, a lot of people started coming forward about Joey Ryan specifically. Um, and all their stories about that. So, and, and stupid me wasn't paying enough attention. Didn't realize his. I saw it all going on. Didn't. Re, there was so much information coming out about so many people that I didn't realize his name was involved. And all the way through Thursday, I'm sitting there still pushing the episode like a like an idiot. But um, long story short, uh, we have taken that episode down. Um, it's been removed, and our next episode will be episode the true episode thirty seven. And um, I'm not 100% sure who the guest is going to be. We have a couple of interviews coming up, but I know we have uh, Shark Boy coming up. Uh, so I think it might might be Shark Boy. Not 100% sure, but by the end of this week, we should know. Yeah, because I would, because if you guys are down, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, oh, put me on your podcast, but like, <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm saying, like, if you guys like want to have me on, and if if like if if you want me to talk about my podcast and just anything, man. I mean, because I'm a wrestling fan too. I mean, like, I love ECW, WCW. I'm down. I'm down if you're um, down. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you over for sure, man, on that show. Um, I don't know how it would go because we usually have. So here's the the format is. Um, sorry, I had to, to clear my throat there. But the format, as uh, I like to think, whenever whenever I'm producing the show, each episode I kind of approach it as like a, like the late night talk show of professional wrestling. Uh, so he and I will do a little intro. We'll have our, our banter, you know, and then we throw it to an interview segment, which is usually a wrestler. Um, but somewhere, you know, so usually a wrestler or maybe like a comedian or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we've had like. Um, Taylor Williamson on a comedian who was on America's Got Talent and uh, did a lot of other things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Done a lot of other things. And we had, we had one time we had K Trevor Wilson on who uh, K Trevor Wilson plays squirrely Dan on Letterkenny. Um, and another time we had uh, Christopher Kamen Lee on who was the red power ranger on power rangers in space. So, um, Mostly, mostly wrestlers <laughs> on the show. Long story short, it's mostly wrestlers, but we've had like th- maybe three or four people who are not wrestlers on the show. So I don't know. It just kind of, kind of depends, man. We've got some, um, got some things in the hopper that uh, I think people are really going to dig that I can't really talk about too in depth just yet. Yeah. Wait, wait. No, no, it's fine. But I'm just saying. You, yeah, for sure. No, no, I'm a totally. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have, have to put you over on our next episode for sure. This has been a lot of fun. Um, no, I got. People don't want to talk to me typically. They want to talk to Joel, <laughs> right? Well, no, I mean, I, I love. I'm, I mean, I, I contacted you because I wanted to talk to you because, like, yeah, yeah, you know, cool. like if I'm gonna have JP Zarko from the Genius Cast and have like Mike Freeland from Front Row Material and true all this going on, why not have? you on as well like yeah grant fletcher i'm <clears throat> sorry grant fletcher and stephen clark man peanut butter and jelly right yeah no, well, this could be we could be a podcast in our own in ourselves <laughs> you know it could you know stranger things have happened that's all i'm gonna say that'd be awesome if we did do a podcast right? <laughs> that'd be interesting <laughs> dude i don't know i don't even know what i have time for we have uh other projects coming up i oh my gosh man the things that we have some uh 
maybe some audiobook type things we're going to be doing and uh, maybe a second podcast we're going to be doing um, sometime between now and the end of the year. You know, the year's halfway over. So, yeah, sometime between now and the end of the year. Uh, I, I've been pretty hesitant to start anything new just because of the fact that I know we have so many just kind of oddball opportunities that are you know, that are, you know, are coming out of left field. Yeah, because no, because I was gonna, because I was gonna say, what are you gonna do when you're when that when when you and Joel's podcast hits episode sixty nine? <laughs> oh man, you know what? You just asked a question that I don't think I've even considered before, and now I'm thinking, as soon as we're done recording this, I'm gonna have to call Joel and wake him up because this is gonna kind of, it's you know it's later in his time zone, and ask him what the hell we're gonna do in thirty. 30- Two thirty-three some odd episodes. <laughs> oh, I got ideas. <laughs> I got ideas. Yeah, I tried to pitch him. Uh, I, I recently w- pitched him. Uh, I, I want Sign Guy Dudley on um, an episode. So Joel and Sign Guy Dudley would be good. Uh, if we can get Spike on, that would also be good. Um, there, there's a lot of weird oddball ones that I, that I've said like, "Hey, it'd be cool if we could get." You know this guy on we had we had uh, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy on one time, uh, and that's actually a, a, a really popular episode. I think people look through our, our list of episodes and they see that name and they they pause on that and they're like, ah, I'm gonna download that and see what that's all about. But like like I because I because I, I know Joel, you know, you know, and you love old school wrestling. It's not just like oh, yeah. it's not just sexual innuendos and ECW extreme stuff. It's just wrestling in general and just being fans. I know right. that. I, I, it's it's not like when I saw him. It's just like oh, all he cares about is sexual innuendos and hardcore wrestling. That's all. Like that's it. No, I I know that he's like a nerd that loves wrestling, just like me and you. You know. So so it's not so it's, I'm so I'm not surprised when you have like Duke the Dumpster Drozzy on your on that podcast. Yeah, dude, stuff comes up, man. We uh, like you said. I mean, we are uh, such fans of 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 all of it. You know, not just any one thing. Um, I mean, we've we talk about a lot of different things. That's that's really a big part of the reason why we have a, a today in pro wrestling history segment on every single episode with uh, John Pantosi uh, from One Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he does a, he does a lot of cool stuff on the show, man. He'll he'll pull out some stuff from like the late 1800s, and uh, he'll work his way up all the way to you know 2015 or something like that to kind of tell you what happened. Like say today we're recording this on June 22nd, so if we release an episode on June 22nd, he'd tell us all about these important things that happened on June 22nd throughout the years in pro wrestling. You know, Ric Flair won this title here, and uh, Sting did this here. You know that kind of thing. You see that—that's the thing I want to know. But for September first, September first. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. I wonder if. Uh, let me look back through our our archives here. No, no, while we're on the while we're on this call, and I could tell you if we have released an episode ever on a September first. No. And I could tell you if we would know. Let me look. See. No, closest I have is is we released September 9th of last year. We we released our Taylor Williamson episode. So maybe this year, maybe this time around. Okay, because um because I want because I because I want to ask. No, the reason I ask is because that's my birthday. 
Nice. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't know where he, where he all looks for his information, but he, he, he digs up some stuff, man. I just, I, I just, I just think, I just think that, um, I just think that'd be cool because I always wanted to know what, what's like. I never found a clear answer to if there's been. I don't think anything like huge or humongous happened on my birthday in wrestling history, but it'd be cool to find cool stuff that happened in wrestling history on my birthday. Yeah, and what's crazy is I don't even know what his resources are because I don't know where he gets all of his... I, I, I know he doesn't just Google what happened in wrestling on this day. I know that's not the case, um, I, I, but I'm not sure where he gets all his information from. I mean, yes, you could Google it, and you could find pl- plenty of stuff, but not necessarily every all the stuff that, that he comes up with. He probably goes to the library, like you know, because the library has a lot of stuff. Yeah, either I mean, I I think he's got a, a pretty vast archive of things that he's collected for himself too. You know, he just does a deep dive on his uh, on his things, and and he's uh, he must have it pretty well organized because he can turn that around for us pretty quick. To what what guest do you want on the podcast non wrestling related? Huh, non wrestling related. That's a pretty good question. Um. Man, that's tough, you know, because, oh, uh, you know what? You know who I really want? Well, no, that's wrestling related. Never mind. Forget that. It, it, well, it kind of is and it kind of isn't wrestling related. Um, but uh, I was going to say Insane Clown Posse, but they're, you know, they're wrestling related. They're big wrestling fans. They actually have, they run a wrestling promotion. So, well, I mean, um, I, I'm not saying excluded fans of wrestling that are non wrestling related, but I'm saying like, well, no, they, and they used to wrestle too. Yeah. Um, yeah, they wrestled for, for pretty much everybody, but AEW, you know, they were in ECW, WCW, WWE, uh, TNA, no yeah. impact. They, they've been, they've been all over the place and now they have their own promotion. So, um, they're an ECW and I remember them in ECW. Yeah, they were, they were on, I think it was like hardcore heaven, 1997 or something like that. Um, it was the ECW pay-per-view where Tommy dreamer had a match against Jerry Lawler. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the one hardcore heaven, 1997. I'm pretty sure that's it. I'll look that up. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend that was like ECW second, like actual pay-per-view ever. Uh, they were a little bit, they were ahead of their time. You know, they were, um, they were doing internet pay-per-views before that. Um, and then they kind of got into the, the broadcast ones with barely, barely legal and then hardcore heaven and. You know, the rest is history from there. But, um, yeah, they were ahead of their time in, in selling pay-per-view on the Internet. And now that's, like, mostly where you get most of your pay-per-view from anyway. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that nuts? ECW made the, made the, made the, carved the statue in, in the, in the wrestling road, just, just painted it from there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think they don't get enough credit for a lot of the things that they did um, in, in that sort of respect. But um, it, it's weird to think about. When you mean like online pay reviews they did, are you talking about like the super shows they used to do? Yeah, super shows are like um, Heat Wave. You know, Heat Wave started out as as a uh, an internet pay per view and stuff like that, where you just of course you couldn't watch it on your TV back then. You you would have to sit at your computer to watch it. But still, um, man, the early days of uh, what the internet would become. It's crazy. It, it really is. Now we all walk around with the internet in our pocket. You know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's crazy. You know, the internet was invented back in 1995. 
and now yeah. it's and now it's 2020, and and now and now we're now we have phones that we can that we can that we can touch the screen and we'll do stuff and it has the internet on it and we can just browse the internet wherever whenever. I've often thought about like what would like if I could go back in time and just show my cell phone to a teenage me, like how much would I blow my own mind? You know. Uh, you would you're like you'd be like what like what like like you'd be like what what is that fancy alien device yeah or like show yourself like an old uh or show yourself like a playstation 4 right and like what what these games look like too well, well you wouldn't be able to hook it up back then because hdmi didn't exist yet <laughs> true yeah you'd have to have like a some kind of a split but i'm saying you know if you okay maybe bring your past self to the present right and show them um what that looks like. I think also too, I would probably blow my, my teenage self's mind. If I, I showed them how many Marvel movies they'd made by now too. I think that would also, um, just kind of, uh, be the cherry on top. Do you, do you know, what would just blow their mind in general. Not all that would blow their mind that you just said, but what would really blow their mind is that like, you know, you know, you probably saw Back to the Future when you were little, and if, yeah. if you bring them to here, they're gonna be like, "Where's the flying cars? Did the Cubs win the World Series? What's going on?" Like, yeah, I might feel cheated. My 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 past self might feel cheated if I come, if I brought him to the future in that regard. So yeah, maybe so, maybe so. If everybody didn't have jetpacks in the year twenty twenty, um, I, I might feel shortchanged, right? Yeah, I mean, but it. it I don't know if you notice this but do you know that as you know in back to the future in 2015 they said the Cubs won the world series they it, i guess it was more of a prediction because we ended up winning the world series a year later yeah yeah that, that's crazy i think um i remember everybody talking about how like you know 2015 would have been the year that it happened but you know good for them yeah i was i was uh i was happy for the cubs uh when they won you know i'm not the hugest baseball fan but i, tr I try to keep up with with pretty much whatever's going on in sports in general i mean i mean i know i mean i just found that funny how how the movie pretty much predicted it but it was a year off <laughs> yeah it's crazy you know what's what's really funny too is um have you ever seen arnold schwarzenegger in the running man no I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I don't know if you know the concept of the movie, but it's like post-apocalyptic futures, like late 90, early 90s action movie mm -hmm. um, where prisoners are subjected to play this like deadly game show where basically they have to run through this like, you know, ruined city area, whatever, while you know trained killers are after them and all the trained killers have different like themes to them, you know, yeah. like one's a hockey player and stuff like that. Uh, that movie takes place in the year 2017. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. And uh, let me see what else. I think. Um, have you ever seen Escape from New York? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm sorry. Uh, again, My... yeah, another 80s movie, man. It's um, uh, it, it, you should you should check out all both of these movies. By the way, uh, Escape from New York was um, Kurt Russell. And he's like this, it's kind of one of those things like, you're the only man for the job. You're the only guy who could do this sort of uh, action movie uh, where the president's plane goes down over New York. But New York is like this wasteland now. It's like a no man's land. And it's just full of like savage, uh, like almost like Fallout style raider gangs and stuff like that. 
Yeah. And so they send him in to to take over to try and find the president. And uh, that movie takes place in 1999. Um, it's pretty fun. And then Lost in Space, the old TV show Lost in, in Space, I think takes place in like 1996. Uh, so it's really funny, you know, in, in 2020 to look back at some of these old movies and TV shows and think what look at you know what their weird predictions were for the future oh you want to talk about ultimate ultimate predictions i want you to right now right now go on the google type in type in type in the google bar v for vendetta and read me off the description no oh yeah you know what i saw this recently too let me see you want the movie or the graphic novel because the movie the movie description Let me see. It read to me right now and so everyone can hear it. Well, it doesn't say the year. I don't see the year on here. It says following world uh yeah, following World War London as a police state occupied by a fascist government and a v- vigilante known as V uses terrorist tactics to fight the oppressors of the world in which he now lives. Uh, when V says a young woman named Evie from secret police, he discovers an ally in his fight against England's oppressor. Yeah. There's no year on there where, let me see. Is this for the movie that you're reading? This is from the movie. Let me look at the, um, graphic novel here. Let's look at the plot or the synopsis. Oh, come on now. 1997. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Man, uh, in the 80s, they thought the 90s were going to be really grim for us, evidently. Well, it, it didn't end up being grim. It just ended up being grungy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 90s were all about you know the grunge for a period of time there. And then we got Smooth by Santana somewhere in there, too, and Rob Thomas. Was that the 90s? Maybe early 2000s. I don't know. I mean, I digress. I mean, the late 90s were more about the grunts. The early 90s were more about, like, we're snooping out the 80s. Yeah, yeah. The, the 90s took a little bit of time to uh, mature from the 80s. Let's, let's say mature, you know, hadn't quite uh, come into their own for, for a little minute there. So it was, it was, a, it was a strange time. Mm-hmm. As someone who lived it, it was a strange time. I mean, I, I, mean, I lived it, too. I, I was born in 93. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I was born in, uh, in 87, so that would actually make you... Uh, the same age as my youngest brother. So yeah, yeah. So so wait, how is it like like? So you had a PS one, right? No, I grew up on Super Nintendo. Oh, sorry, I, I cut you off. What was that? No, I gotta ask. You know, growing up in eight, like being born in eighty seven, and actually living the the nineties, sort of as a teenager. I don't think you were a teen in the nineties, right? Uh, yeah, I would have turned, let's see, 12 and 99. So I would have turned, well, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would have been 13 and 2000. But still, yeah, a preteen. How, 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 how did you feel when, like, you know, the all popular shows, Pokemon and Digimon and all this popular 90s stuff that came out for when I was a child, I thought were amazing and awesome. And I still remember to this day, really cool. But you actually remember remember it because like you were like old enough to be like oh I remember that I I remember all of this, you know when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon was one of those things that like all of a sudden it was everywhere. You know, there was no there was no ramping up period for Pokemon. It just all of it, it wasn't there one day and then the next day it was everywhere all at once. 
um, which was strange. And I, I, you know, looking back, I always wish, I wish now that I would have gotten into it more than I really did. But it was one of those things like by the time I knew about it, everybody else already knew about it. And I was behind the curve. So I had to act like, well, of course, that's lame. And that's why you're all into it. You know, like I had to sort of like try to play cool like kids do. Yeah. Um, so that's why I never really got into it as much as I as I, I, I could have or should have. And I, I do. I do regret that today. Are you a Pokemon fan today then? Not really. I mean, again, I felt like I felt like I was so far behind the curve that, um, you know, I, I I didn't know I didn't know I don't know where to start. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. no, I, I never have gotten into it as much as I should have. And of course, I was like, but I also grew up on, you know, like Power Rangers and stuff like that. So, um, that was uh that was uh, that was my jam back in the day. I remember the the whenever that show premiered and all the hype around it. Um, that was a big deal. What are you what are you thought of uh, Digimon though, the competitor to Pokemon? I always thought it was a knockoff. I was like, what is this knockoff of Pokemon? Like, I'm not even a big fan of this. I mean, I know that it has its 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 fans. I understand that it is its own separate thing and it's very different and distinct. But at the time, back in the day, I was like, okay, you have Pokemon and now you have Digimon. How are they even getting away with this? Is what I thought. <laughs> Um, but I didn't really know the history or the background behind it back then. Whenever that happened, yeah, because I'm a huge. I love, I love Digimon. Pokemon was good, but I love Digimon. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like, it had such a hardcore following amongst its fans. Uh, it never got as big as Pokemon did, but, but, man, people were really behind it. How about uh, Beyblade? Did you get behind Beyblade? Did that show ever interest you? No, I think Beyblade. I don't know if it came about. I think it might have come about a little bit too late for me to get into it, you know. Uh, maybe Beyblade and like Yu-Gi-Oh were like a little too late for me. I think that was two thousand. I think those shows came out in like ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, know. maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, I feel like I, I like just like I. It was like a razor thin margin where I just barely missed it. So like, so were were you a uh, also a gamer growing up? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, uh, as much as I could be, you know, we had, a, we had pretty much NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, PS1. I've had every every iteration of the PlayStation um, since it came out. So, are you getting that Wi-Fi router, which is AKA the PS5? <laughs> yeah, man, that that's crazy. I will. Uh, I'm kind of at an age now where I'm like, you know what? I can wait for it for a year though. Let the price drop. Let them, let them come out with the, the different, you know, slim model of it or whatever they're going to come out with, uh, before I get the next one. Um, I actually held off for the PS4 for the PS4 pro though. So I ended up probably paying more than I should have for it, but you know, I'm fine with the PS4 pro. It's, it's nice. Did, um, did you ever, do you ever played a Neo Geo before? No, you know what? I, I have not. I mean, I, I know what you're talking about, but I, I never, I never did. You know, I never had a Dreamcast either. I, I always played them at my friend's houses, but that was about it. Wait, you had a, wait, hold on, hold on. You actually had a friend who owned a Neo Geo? Uh, yeah, somewhere in there. I mean, I've known plenty of people, especially my friend. Uh, I know some friends now who have uh, worked in a gaming store off and on a specific local gaming store off and on for, for years and years and years. So I know people who either have them or have had them in the past. Yeah. Well, I got asked, where did they get the cash for that? <laughs> and I, I have no idea. I really don't. They knew what they were doing, I guess. 
Yeah, be- uh, but that yeah, from what I understand, that was not priced for most people. No, the neo no the neo geo back in the day. If I was a, if I was living the life I am right now, if I was this age and I was working the job I work now, back then when the Neo Geo came out and that was hot, I still would be able to afford it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's wild, man. Yeah, well, you know, that explains why not so many people are, are familiar with it these days. Well, I mean, it's very popular now because, like, you know, it, it was it had so many great games and people to, and, you know, there's so many, like, nowadays with retro arcades becoming a big deal, there's, like, yeah, people, people are bringing in the Neo Geos, and they're and um and they're letting people play them on free play for just fifteen dollars for an all day play, and on top of that, there's like you know digital ways to play them, and there's just so many different ways to get around paying that really high price point for the real thing, and so many different variations that you can play it on like a mini version of it. Like there's so many different ways to go around it now that if you want the real hardware. You can, but you're going to pay a pretty penny for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, um, you know, but I guess thankfully you don't have to these days. Yeah. I I, I know that I, I, I know that gaming's not really a huge thing for you, like wrestling and our stuff is. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I don't like gaming. I just don't have as much time to do it anymore these days with a, with a small child. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, like once or twice a week, she'll go to bed, and I'll, I'll fire up Fallout, and you know, play for an hour or two, and then and then go to bed and crash. What um, what? Uh, how do I say this? What is your favorite ECW pay per view? That it's not barely legal. <laughs> yeah, my favorite ECW pay per view of all time is Heat Wave nineteen ninety eight. If you want to, if you're not familiar with ECW and you want to know what ECW was all about, Heat Wave 1998 is the quintessential, (laughs) steal that from my, uh, from the host, from Joel. Uh, It is the quintessential ECW pay-per-view. It is the quintessential ECW show. It's got a little bit of everything in it. Um, That is the one. If you're, if you're like, I don't know where to start with ECW and I want to check this out. Go to the WWE Network, get your free trial, and pull up Heat Wave 1998. Is that the one where the Dudleys like literally bashed the crowd with that promo? Yeah, I mean they did that a lot though. <laughs> so, I mean it wasn't really. Um... But is the, is that that Heat Wave like that Heat Wave? <laughs> Let's see. I'm thinking. Uh, maybe you're thinking of the one. There was the one where Joel had his face bandaged up. Um, because Balls Mahoney had blown a fireball on his face. It's not that one. Uh, the main event of that one is a six-man tag. It's the Dudleys versus Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman, and um, Spike Dudley. Uh, that's the one where... It's also the one where Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow had a false count anywhere match. Um, uh, man, there, there, there's so much good stuff on that show. You, everybody should check that one out for sure. I mean, I mean, like I, 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 I mean, Heat Wave's a great pay per view all around, but like the the Anarchy Rules pay per views are really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there's a, there's a, there's just a, it's a treasure trove of stuff if you're kind of looking for like 
it was very much a product of its time, right? Yeah. So if you're trying to figure out, you know, what was the alternative to the mainstream stuff? What was the antithesis of the WWF and WCW back in the mid to late 90s? You know, that's what ECW was. It was all the misfits um, just kind of doing their thing. And it was just wild and out. It was very, very 1990s, right? It, it, it couldn't exist today, at least not on that level. I mean, there's other types of, of promotions like that, like GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, and, and, and you know, there's a lot of uh, companies that do like Deathmatch Wrestling, which is like even CZ. more hardcore than hardcore wrestling. Um, CZW. But, yeah, Combat Zone Wrestling, yeah, um, that kind of stuff. But I don't know. It, it, it's not quite the same to me. I mean, all that stuff is, is fine. Uh, GCW is, is, is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but ECW just, I don't know, it existed in a, in a specific time in a specific place. Uh, and that's why it, it can't really be replicated on, uh, you know, um, exactly. At least it can't be replicated to a T. Yeah. Because, yeah, because, um, I'm kind of biased to anarchy rules a little bit because one of them took place in my home, it, not in my hometown, but near my hometown. So I am, so I'm sort, so I'm sort of biased towards that pay per view. Hey man, you know that, that that that's fine. You know, I think um, uh, I, I, there's a there's something for for just about everybody in pro wrestling, um, and whatever it is that draws you to it is is, is pretty cool. I think that. These days, especially because of how accessible it is and how easy it is to to pull it up and, and find something different, uh-huh. even if you're kind of only sort of interested in it, I mean, you can find some cool Lucha Libre out there. Uh, you can find some Young Bucks matches out there that are great. You can find, um, you know, some hardcore stuff. You can find some technical stuff. You know, it, uh, the Japanese wrestling. You can find all the you know strong style pretty easily. Um, so I, I think there, I think if you don't think you're into wrestling, I think you should probably think again and think about what kind of entertainment you're into. Um, and maybe ask a wrestling fan, see, uh, what, what fits with that, you know? Yeah. Because, because, uh, funny enough, I got a story. Um, when, when, when me and my family were house hunting, when, when I, when we were doing the house hunt, when I was going to move in 2017 to where I moved, where I live now. Um, we were looking at a house in Villa Park near the Odium where ECW used to hold, hold their shows. <laughs> and that would that would be funny if I lived in Villa Park near the near the freaking Odium. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, uh, you know, hey, that'd have been really cool. And maybe you could have talked to your, you could have begged and pleaded with your dad to <laughs> drag you to that ECW show and um, sit through a, a very uncomfortable. Joel Gertner promo, and then we'd have that shared experience. Well, I mean, my parent no, my parents didn't even know what ECW was back in the day. I'm pretty sure if they if they knew what it was, they would not they would not have let me watch it whatsoever. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. But by the time uh, my dad was aware, it was too late. I was already well aware of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> did um, no, what was I trying to say um. What um, besides wrestling? What is like our big things that you like outside of wrestling? Like where the you know? Oh, sorry. Like like where are the other what are the other huge things that you're into like outside wrestling? 
You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I consider myself a pretty nerdy guy. Um, another thing that I introduced my daughter to recently was Star Wars. Um, she and I have we we watched all of the Skywalker saga. And granted, she's three, so we watched it in like you know thirty minute chunks here and there, maybe forty five minutes to an hour every now and then if she was in the right uh, mood. But uh, she's super into Star Wars now. She's kind of obsessed with it. Um, so, you know, I, I, and I'm definitely big into star Wars and, um, comic books, man. I, I used to, own so I used to own a few thousand comic books. Uh, and then we had a, a flood and my house actually flooded and I lost most of my comic books in the flood. Um, so I don't, I don't collect them anymore, but I probably will get around to getting a, a digital subscription sometime soon, just so I can, you know, get back in and, and read the current stuff. Uh, but the movies, I enjoy, you know, most of the movies that come out around the Marvel movies, which is why I mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do a little bit of gaming whenever I can. Uh, again, I like I like sandboxy type games, you know, your Skyrims and Fallouts and things like that. Uh, the occasional Metal Gear, I'm a big fan of. Um, but things, I feel like I get the, the most bang for my buck out of games that I can, uh, are, are, you know, run around the sandbox in and just kind of explore and, and come up with with stuff. I think my favorite fallout was new Vegas actually. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I'm get. So I'm guessing that you have a subscription to Disney plus cause, uh, cause you know, that's where all the star Wars films are at. If you don't own them physically. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 We've got the Disney plus we've got, you know, so we've watched, uh, watch all the star Wars on there. And of course the Marvel movies and whatnot, there's a little more, uh, exposition, without people in, in cool costumes and stuff like that. So they haven't held her attention as much um, as Star Wars has. Plus, you know, lack of lightsabers, I think. Um, that, that's kind of <laughs> makes it tougher on her as well. But every yeah. now and then she'll kind of pay attention when there's like Iron Man flying around on screen, things like that. So we have to be selective about which of those movies we watch, you know, the ones that, that have less less lead-in uh, to them. Do you... Um, what... Like, like, did you did you get like the bundle that comes with like Hulu and ESPN Plus along with it, or do you just got straight up Disney Plus? No, I just got straight up Disney Plus. I have um, we we got a deal through our cell phone provider where they gave us a free year of Disney Plus, so I just have it as a standalone. But you know, and I was looking at the bundles. The thing about the bundles is, so I have Hulu already, and I have ESPN Plus already. Uh, so it would have been cool to bundle it all, but the bundle is actually Hulu with commercials mm-hmm. uh and we sprung for the ad free hulu like a year or two after we got hulu to begin with mm-hmm. um because i don't know I was, we were just like you know what let's just let's just try it let's just see what ad free hulu is like for like a month and we had it for about three days and we were like we are never ever going back to hulu with ads ever again <laughs> um but we also don't have cable so it's not like we're not paying for cable on top of this so um, that's that's why we justified it. What um what do you what do you like about ESPN Plus? Because that's the one that gets doesn't get talked. That's like the most least talked streaming service out of those two. Yeah, well, I mean, um, you know, of course, for college football, uh, you know, mo- a lot of college football is available through ESPN Plus, and then uh, UFC. Um, also, as well, I do a, a, a watch. Uh, Again, not as much as I would like to, but I try to watch all the the big 
pay-per-views at least through of USC and, and at least one or one or two of the fight might fight nights a month. Um, and so those are, those are my, my big things for ESPN plus and 30 for 30, man. If you remember, if you've never watched the 30 for 30 videos, uh, I mean, you know, documentaries they do, those are most, if not all of those are really good. Yeah. I watched a Ric Flair one. Like, like yeah. the day that I got the, like the day I got ESPN plus, I like, I literally watched like the, the Ric Flair one and that one was really good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's good. Uh, there's a lot of really good ones. Like I I, I think it's kind of cool. Uh, thirty for thirty, you can kind of pick a subject. Like I don't know anything about this, and I'm not interested in it, but I'm gonna watch this thirty for thirty, and somehow you end up being entertained by it. Yeah, I mean, like that. My great, my only gripe with that with ESPN Plus is that if you like start watching something, if you if you can't finish watching it right there, and you have to like stop in the middle of it. Like there's no like continue watching section and you can't go and you had to research it again and remember which one you were watching. Oh, you know what? I, I've never, uh, I never run into that, but man, now that you think about it, yeah, there isn't a section like that for that. So it's very weird, but yeah, I guess uh, mostly probably because they have this stuff on there, like the documentaries and things you can stream on demand. But I think a lot of their focus for that app is, you know, the live stuff, what's happening right now. And that's probably why they haven't focused on having a, a continue watching section or something like that. Yeah, because because funny enough, it's after I got it's after my family bought the bundle and we got Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus. For I thought for in the beginning, I thought it was gonna be like my like my dad at least was gonna use it to watch like old Cubs games or whatever or, or watch something on there. But I'm actually the one ending up watching it a lot because I go on there like because. I recently, like, you know, I recently got, like, like, for some reason, I, I recently got interested in watching, like, like, you know, the Blackhawks and the the Penguins and the Flyers and the Ducks. And I was, yeah. and I was, it, and well, it's the Ducks that really set it off for me because, you know, you've seen the Ducks all over your television in the 90s because, you know, the Mighty Ducks. Right. Yeah. The team started by Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was, and I thought, like, and I was just like, I'll give it a try. See if I even like it. And so I did. And, you know, Blackhawks fan because Chicago, uh, where I'm from. And so and so I was just like, you know, I just like all these teams because, you know, I don't like the players just because of ECW. It's just because they're actually pretty good. Right, right. They are um, hockey royalty. I think the Penguins are the roughest team in the in the league right now, I believe. And that I think that's what makes them really good. Um, the Blackhawks, obviously Chicago. Reason Chicago. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, you you have that in common with CM Punk, being a Blackhawks fan. Yeah, and and the Ducks. Well, it's because, like I said, ninety is all over your television, and why not? Because they're pretty. Their look, their jerseys are pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because because. Are you, do you like wearing jerseys, like just like wearing them because they're comfortable or whatever? You know, I, I never have, but I, I, now that you're saying this, I feel like I should. Yeah, because because hockey jerseys are like the coolest looking jerseys out there. I feel. Yeah, they are pretty cool. We, you know, we we don't. It's it's hard to get behind hockey down here too. One because we're. In the south, where it's hot all the time. Granted, hockey's played indoors, but still, too, we don't have. We don't have a hockey team, man. We used to have uh, here in my hometown in Baton Rouge. We used to have a, a, a minor league hockey team, 
called the Baton Rouge Kingfish, mm-hmm. um, named for the nickname of, uh, of Huey P. Long, um, who was the uh, who was the governor of Louisiana for you know anyway, um, and uh, man, we were all about the kingfish whenever we had them here. Um, and then they moved to, I don't know, they really relocated to somewhere in Canada and then the team was dissolved after that. Um, but, uh, otherwise it's, it's, it's not really that big of a sport down here. Well, I want, well, well, on top of that, um, I want to let you know, we've been going for an hour 48, almost two hours. Wow. Yeah. That's a long episode. And well, I mean, we also got to include like all that, that, all that garbage, gargly garbage at the beginning. That's true. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties. If uh, that's that Stephen has has told me he's going to cut out. So, if you're <laughs> if you're not privy to that, that's what happened. But we we were able to to figure it out. Yeah, when when I edit that out, it'll probably be less than less long than this. Yep. <laughs> but but I mean, before before we uh, before we ended off, you know, and we got and we say goodbye to the fans and do our outros or whatever. Is there anything you want to ask me, real quickly? Like, any, do you have any questions or anything you want to ask me? Huh, that's a good question. And you know what's funny is I knew you were going to ask me this question. You did um, because I have listened to your show, and I've heard you ask other people this question. And uh, no, I don't think so, man. Because uh, you, you're uh, you're you're a pretty open guy, right? Uh, so I don't know how much you uh, leave on the table there. I guess. Tell you what, I'll ask you this: Who was your favorite WCW wrestler? WCW guy. WCW, yeah. I really like Billy Kidman. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, and and here and here's one that no one really brings up. I, he wasn't like my top favorite guy, but I really like Buff Bagwell. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's funny. Uh, that's a good one, Buff Bagwell, man. Yeah, I think um, of all the people who came out of WCW after the fact, well, I mean Chris Jericho, obviously, right? Uh, Booker T, obviously, way up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe, man, during WCW's run while it was still a thing right mm-hmm. um you know if it wasn't like sting or rick flair uh it was probably probably diamond dallas page for me dallas uh dallas page and uh, sadly enough he yeah. didn't get good enough run wf wf no, uh, I, I don't think they really got him. And honestly, I mean, he was so it, it was that was kind of towards the end of his career in general because he got started wrestling at such a late age, you know, compared to where when most people get into wrestling in the first place. Um, so it was bound to not last quite as long. But yeah, he was he was a victim of some pretty uh, some pretty poor creative choices as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if WCW never went under, he'd probably still be a top guy. <laughs> In some regard, yeah, I mean, you know, he's found second life uh, with DDPY and whatnot. So, um, my friend uh, Stevie Richards, actually, friend of mine, uh, who used to wrestle for ECW and well, I mean, everywhere, but uh, he used to be uh, one of uh, one of DDP's instructors at his um, uh, his uh, what his performance center or whatever. Uh, whatever it is he calls it over there in Georgia. He doesn't work for him anymore? 
No, not anymore. He has a, he does his own thing now. He does his own uh, fitness program now. Yeah. Steve Steve Richards Fitness Man. You guys should check him out on uh, on uh, Twitter or uh, YouTube or Instagram or whatever. He's very uh, interactive. If you buy any of his uh, fitness programs, he's very involved. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be cool. Like you know, Stevie to a Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Stevie's great, man. He's awesome. Uh, I think I tried contacting him on Twitter like once to come on here, but one one of these days I'll try again. Yeah, I don't know if he does a lot of uh, like he does. He's on a couple of a few podcasts already, uh, so I, I don't know if he does any a lot of like guest work on podcasts. You know, um, just because he does so many of them in general, he does uh, I think Conspiracy Horseman, and he does at least one or two with Vince Russo too. So. He's pretty. He's pretty full up these days on the podcast game. And then uh, the blue meanie, you know, the other. The, the, uh, speaking of which, no, obviously, you know, the blue meanie is very active and he does this thing. But like, where where the heck is Nova? Where's that third? Where's that third member? Of the man, you know, I don't know. I've never really talked to any of them about that. I, I've only met meanie and I are, are are friends online. You know, uh, we've talked here and there. We never really uh, talked to, like like we followed each other and things like that. But I've only actually met him in person once or twice. Um, and then Stevie I've known for, I don't know, five or six years, years now. Um, I've never really asked him, Hey, what's, what's the deal with Nova? I think he, uh, just decided that he was going to, uh, lead a more private life somewhere along the way. Yeah, because he's the only, he, I mean, he's the only member of the BWO that we don't know nothing about. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's by design though, uh, which is why I've never asked really. He, yeah, he probably like he's probably still friends with Richards and the Meanie, but hey, yeah, I mean the BWO is still actually technically is still a group, you know they'll still get together and do some stuff every now and then, um, and so you'll probably see them in 2021 every now and then for sure, um, so it's, it, it the, the, he still wrestles from time to time and still has the BWO and now that the that new ret- wrestling game's coming out that uh, Retro Mania game. Uh, they're featured in that game, so maybe we'll see him again a little bit after that game comes out too. Here, no, here, here's the thing too. I mean, you know, when you really think about it, when when it comes to DX and the NWO, yeah, DX was huge. You know, they made their impact, and everyone loves them. But the NWO, man, there's so many ripoffs of that group that there's not even one ripoff group of DX. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. The B and uh, the BWO, I think their T-shirt. From what I understand, from what I've heard them claim, was the highest selling ECW T-shirt of all time. Yeah, because because there's yeah because you know there's the BWO, there's the there's the LWO, there's yeah, there, there's so many world orders out there that there's not just the NWO. There's yeah, and you could you could argue that the Bullet Club is a spiritual successor to the NWO. And there was an NWO Japan as well. There was a, a specifically a New Japan Pro Wrestling version of the NWO. I heard about that back in the back in the the nineties. They they licensed the name so that they could use it and sell merchandise. That isn't isn't that nuts? How big what how big that one group got? <laughs> that um that that was the shot in the arm that WCW needed back then. You know that's that's what kept them going as as long as they did. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know why D. It, it makes me wonder why DX didn't have these many ripoffers or me, pretty much. Maybe maybe that's what made them so special was that they didn't they didn't 
expand and so after name to make all that rip off. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they had sort of a less is more sort of um, approach to degeneration X. Um, I, I'm, I, I, I know I promised that we were gonna that we that we were gonna ask the question, but then, but then we talk about like you know WCW. Then we're rolling off the ball with that. I know. Look, you see how that happens, man. It's pre- it's pretty easy to do. But but hey, man, no legit though. Thank you for coming on the Time Bite, man. You're awesome. I love talking with you, man. Thanks for inviting me, man. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, if you guys are not subscribed to Cyber Time Bite right now and you're just checking this out, hit that subscribe button. I'll, uh, if, I'll, um, I'll do my outro and I'll let you do yours. Um, Sounds good. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 118 of Cyber Time Bite. Follow me on Twitter at NostalgiaVant. Follow me on Facebook at CyberTimeBite. And make sure to buy my merchandise at Redbubble.com under Crash Steven Gear. Where even you know the spork is the most powerful of them all. And if this pandemic is still happening by the time this episode get by the time this episode gets uploaded, go on there today and buy my mask with my logo on it. And you and you can and you and you too can can be safe from a virus and has spork power at the same time right on man <laughs> i love it uh you guys uh, appreciate it steven thanks be sure to check out the 69 minute eargasm with joel gertner on your favorite podcast app follow me on twitter at grant l fletcher follow joel on twitter at stud muffin says uh, and check out the 69 minute eargasm on instagram that's where i'm at on the gram yeah, this, this guy's amazing. Go support my boy over here. And and go and go support uh his podcast host too, who is very famous if you can tell. <laughs> In ECW famous and famous all over the place and whatever. But still. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope all of you have a great, great day. Our fantastic day. Have a good one.